Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We're in episode 31 of season four, the very best one yet. What is up, The Daily Grinders? My name is Kelly, your host. As always, we have a new segment, a new feature that we're doing on social, and we want you to be a part of it. The Daily Grind, that's the name of our podcast. What does The Daily Grind mean to you? Our simple phrase, following a certain routine every morning to start your day or on a larger scale that shapes the outlook on your life. Submit yours on our direct link form, direct.me slash dailygrindpod, or visit us on social at dailygrindpod and get featured. introduction short because we have a special guest on today's podcast I'd like to introduce you to rebecca beaton rebecca is a career coach with over nine years helping people who are just fast with their job and to get clear and build their dream career certified life coach and icf approved helping people learn to take the first steps to get unstuck and actually get moving towards something that makes them feel more alive again so welcome to the show rebecca Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for coming on to The Daily Grind. I'm excited to have you on the show. Our listeners are beyond excited to learn more about your story and what you do. So yes, can you, first question today for me to you is, can you briefly introduce yourself and what you do on your Daily Grind? I can do that. Uh, Well, you already did a great job of introducing me, so I don't think I need to repeat that part, uh, what I do, but... Uh, I'll tell you about my daily grind. Uh, So I've had my business for a while, as you mentioned, I'm actually coming up on 10 years. And so my daily grind is actually pretty chill now. Hasn't always been this way, (laughs) but at this point, uh, so I actually don't usually work before noon. I like to have a more relaxed morning. I'm also a little bit of a like late night person. So I'll usually sleep in until like 10 o'clock anyway. And then I'll get up and kind of put around in the morning, take my time. But um, my work day, what it does look like, usually 12 to seven, it varies, but it's usually, I have some client calls. I have some calls with maybe potential clients. If I'm running a group program, I have that. Uh, I'm creating content. I outsource most things other than coaching and the actual coaching and creating of content in my business now. So uh, sometimes I have a meeting with someone who's helping me in my business uh, and that's what my day looks like. Yeah, quite the grind you got going on. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, Late mornings, late evenings, all about the (laughs) night owl over here. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, I'll mention this because it might be interesting to your listeners is that like for years, I kind of 
thought I had to be a morning person because every successful podcast or show or book is always like, I get up at 4am and I meditate and I have, you know, and I go to the gym and I think I tried that and I did live that way for years. Um, and now I just more, I have a little bit more flexibility and freedom and consistency in my business, but also uh, to embrace that I am not a morning person. <laughs> I'm just going to make that work for me. Play to your strengths for sure. And we're all about that on the podcast and expressing that to our daily grinders who are tuning in today's episode. Yes, we are always perfect timing when we have guests on the show. So uh, congrats or early congrats on the 10 years. So excited to, to talk more about your business. Yeah. Uh, before I dive into the business, uh, how did you become interested in career coaching? Well, I originally... So when I graduated, I went to school for university for geography. I, gra I graduated. I wanted to work in environmental nonprofit field. I got work in that field. I did program management, coordination, workshops, all kinds of things, and realized eventually uh, that wasn't what I wanted to do. I applied for a master's program in sustainability because that felt like the logical next step to build on my career. But I had this. I had a gut feeling I didn't want to do it, uh, but I didn't know what I wanted to do instead. So I was pretty lost for a few years and it was actually a conversation with a life coach uh, who helped me uncover. And this is about 12 or 13 years ago, life coaching wasn't as well known. So it was my first experience with that. And she helped me uncover that what was driving me had shifted, which was I was very passionate about the environment and I saw that educating people around the environment, which was the space I was working in, wasn't really being super effective and that I wanted to work with people on a deeper level and help them create more transformation in themselves. And I believe this hasn't been proven, I can't back this up, but I do believe that that inner transformation is necessary to facilitate outer transformation in our world, because I see, you know, that's the way it works in our lives. When we want to create outer transformation in our own lives, we often have to have some kind of inner transformation. So I believe that applies probably on a world scale. Anyways, so that's how I got into life coaching initially. And then I specialized in career because it was something I care a lot about and had struggled with so much myself. That's great. You have that personal connection, that personal tie. And then again, you're sure your wealth of knowledge on, on today's episode. But again, you're helping a lot of people out there, you know, taking the first steps to get moving. Uh, pull it. We did our homework here with your resources online and everything. So, yeah, tell us about, you know, building that 100K uh, coaching business and then uh, maybe challenges that you face along the way. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I love sharing is that it took me a long time to get to a place of 100K. It took me six years. And honestly, most people's stories that I hear is way faster. So I actually love sharing. I don't think I was necessarily a particularly outstanding coach when I started off. I don't think I was outstanding at getting clients starting out. And so these things took me a lot of time and I just was persistent. <laughs> I swear that is the reason I have success today uh, or the success I have, you know, sliding scale there. But uh, yeah, so challenges, I would say, oh gosh, I think 
Money was a challenge. A big challenge was I wanted to run my business full time and I didn't want to do any other work. Uh, and I had to do other work because I wasn't making enough money from it. Another challenge for me was, I'm trying to think starting out, finding clients was a big challenge, getting no in, finding marketing strategies that actually worked. I had to play around with a lot of different marketing strategies until I landed on some that actually got me consistent clients. So SEO ended up being a big one for me when I really mastered that in my site. So even though if people find me lots of different ways, that is the most consistent source of clients for me and really made my business reliable. But I tried a lot of different marketing strategies, like going to local workshops and building an email list and like things that I've totally done, speaking at events and um, uh, yeah, I've done all kinds of things, social media, um, and then just really finding those strategies that work best, mm-hmm. playing around with those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. True Daily Grinder on today's episode, again, uh, you know, shedding light on how to uh, level up or another common question that we get from Daily Grinders or just uh, similar uh, stories in a sense that they're, they have their full time nine to five, that has, they have a side hustle, but they're looking to go full time with that. And uh, you're a perfect example did you have a point in time that you thought about um, like motivation or what propelled you to go full time with your, your coaching business? So a lot of, this is how I thought of it and how I noticed a lot of people will think of it is that there's this fine line of I'm going full time now. And maybe you're familiar with this, that for me and a lot of people, it really looks like a roller coaster. So I went full-time with my business and then I ended up getting part-time work again. And then I went full-time and then I ended up getting part-time work again. Then I went full-time and it was definitely like consistent, strong enough, all that. But I got so stressed from just, like I didn't trust my business. So I actually started to lose my hair. (laughs) I just had like piles of hair coming out. So I got a part-time marketing contract on the side that was just 10 hours a week to hold me over until I felt, okay, I can really trust my business. And then I went final full-time at, as I said, that was about like the six year mark. So I've been doing it full-time for, uh, I guess, four years now. Actually it feels longer, but I, yeah, I guess it's been full-time consistent for four years. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. And then I, I think that, again, shedding light uh, with your personal experience, I think it's important for our, our daily grinders to hear like, Hey, everyone's situation is different, and uh, you going part time with another position, full time, ba- you know, back and forth. Like we navigate through those challenges and overcome them and power through. And here we are today, uh, you know, sharing success stories like yourself on the podcast. So, speaking of again, uh, I want to maximize our time here on the show. Your key focus and in, in careers. So, question for our daily grinders is, you know, what are some of the popular career myths that you know feed into career? dissatisfaction and indecision yes okay i love this question so much there are so many myths that aren't working for a lot of people okay so one is there's one thing we're meant to do for the rest of our life and it's one thing and we stick to that and once we found that one thing we'll be totally confident fulfilled and satisfied (laughs) forever (laughs) so i see this idea keeping people stuck because it's a lot of pressure to find one thing that is going to keep you happy for the rest of your career life. 
Uh, and that's not how career works in reality. It's all about what's the next step. How can I improve from here? What kind of pivots and changes do I want to make? And then recognize you're going to want to change again. People have many careers in their lifetimes. That number just keeps growing and growing. I hear different numbers tossed around all the time of like what's average, but we're actually looking at about anywhere from 10 to 30 careers for millennials and younger, which is a lot. So knowing it's a process and not a destination when it comes to our career is really helpful when it comes to clarity and also just in terms of enjoying life, <laughs> right? Enjoying life now and realizing this is it. I'm living it, not in the future, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so another myth is when I come across my dream career, I'll just know it. I'll get a feeling and I'll know I found the one. So often if that doesn't happen, we can't create that into how we can't force that to happen. So if that's not happening for us, there's other ways to build our dream career and to be open to building our dream career using a different process rather than just waiting for this feeling of knowing this is what I want to do, but to actually use logic and look at, okay, does this align with my strengths? Does this align with what's important to me, what I'm good at, what I believe in? Uh, if it ticks the boxes of my non-negotiables, I'm going to use my brain and go ahead and just take this step. And that's how you'll gain more information is through taking that action. And you'll learn and maybe even come across that feeling, but you might not. And passion is something that can often develop over time as well. And that's been actually shown through research uh, that it's not always something that we have right at the beginning and it develops mm -hmm. often for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a couple, I can share one more. I don't know how we are for time. Uh, share one more myth if you sure, want yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah let's do one more yeah, yeah? Mm -hmm. okay cool uh so another one is that if we want to switch careers or start a business it's really high risk and i hear this a lot of oh i'd love to do this or i'd love to do that but it's so risky i would have to leave my current job and uh you know i have family depending on me and i have expenses and so not to say there's not risk in career change but we can set it up in a way where there's very minimal risk right mm -hmm. you can transition into a new career while you're still keeping your old job or you could go to part-time and transition your career you can start a business while you're still in your job so it doesn't have to be an all-or-nothing scenario and i know this sounds really obvious but i just see this way of all-or-nothing thinking coming up again and again with my clients so that is something that i just see and it's so funny when i point out these myths i think it's they're all very logical. You're like, of course, yes. But these are kind of these ingrained ways of thinking. And I think for a lot of us, it's really subconscious that we're even thinking this way. And then when we really shine a light on it, it's like, oh yeah, that actually isn't logical that I will, you know, have an all or nothing scenario that I have to quit my job and start a business full time and throw caution to the wind, or I have to find one thing now to do for the rest of my life forever. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. These are great. Thanks for like a kind of unrevealing these myths, but also, you know, helping us understand like what we can do to, you know, take the next steps. So yes, my, my follow-up question here is like, how can our daily grinders, you know, make better decisions and become confident in their decision-making? Mm, yes. Okay. Decision-making. Often we 
gauge the success of a decision based on the result or outcome, right? Did I get the result or outcome that I want? Which, you know, makes sense. And it also doesn't make sense because we don't often have control over the outcome. So we can do all we can, the best we can do is the best we can with the information we have available. And there are many factors that come into play that we can't control. There's a woman who specializes in decision-making and behavioral science around decision-making. Her name is Annie Duke. And she came into that line of work because she used to be a poker player professionally. And I love her analogy of poker because in poker, you can make the best decision possible based on the probabilities of the cards that you're seeing. But then the outcome, there's always that element of chance of what card gets pulled. So you can make, so same with career decision-making or any life decision-making, a good decision should be determined by the process of how you made that decision rather than the outcome. So focusing on what you have control over. So in poker, again, you could make the best decision possible with the information there and the probabilities and you could still lose. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can also share if you like about how to make a good decision when you are focused on that process side of things. Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. So for the process of decision-making, Again, this is based on research done. This is done by someone named Daniel Kahneman. And he talks about using a process of decision-making that looks first at logic. So collecting and gathering as much information as possible. So say for a career, uh, I have my clients do this. If you have different career possibilities or once you're at that point where you have some different career options that you're gonna uh, choose from, Make sure you've done as much research on them as possible. So you've talked to people who are doing those things. You've done, maybe you've been on like Reddit or Quora to see what people have to say. Uh, maybe you've taken a free course or a workshop and something to see if you like it. So do your research. And then from there, there's a point where you can't, you're gonna, there's gonna be diminishing returns on your research. There's a point where you just gotta start stopping and analyzing. And then the next step is using your intuition. So this again, isn't, complex, uh, but often we can get caught in that analysis research phase uh, when there's a point where we just need to stop that and we need to take some kind of action and make a decision. So use our intuition, tune into our gut uh, to uh, tap into that wisdom of like all our past experiences and everything, you know, that's not even in our conscious mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is great, Rebecca. I, to me, I, as a host here, I feel, I feel better in my decision-making and, and confident uh, after Yay. today's <laughs> podcast. So yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for our listeners uh, tuning in. They'll, they'll feel just, just as well. So yes, speaking of, I, I like the fact that you had earlier on uh, just the amount of jobs that our millennials go through over the course of all, all the jobs that you've held over the years could you share like maybe one of the lessons that you've learned from one of them uh that you think everyone should learn in in their point in life um hmm. that's a big question good, good <laughs> question yeah. say a thing that everyone should learn yeah. <laughs> but okay i'll share something that i learned that was important to me is and it actually comes down more to getting a job 
which is if there's a job you really want, you can make it happen usually. Like you just have to do something to stand out. So, uh, or you have to um, just put yourself out there for it. And so I can give an example that's actually not, it's kind of a funny one because I really, really wanted, for whatever reason, I really wanted to work at a hot dog stand downtown Vancouver, which is where I'm from. And I was like, this is just like a weird, fun job. I'd love to just stand on a corner and meet people and make them hot dogs. Like that's my dream job. And I just walked up to different hot dog stands and was like, Hey, I'm looking for work. And I walked up to about 10 of them until one guy was like, okay, we're hiring. And so I've had clients do this too, in a similar way, but in a more professional setting of even literally going into the business. So not just for like the serving jobs or the standard foot jobs, but like go into the business, talk to a manager or send something into the business. Like you can mail something in. I had one client who wanted to get a job in public relations and she put together an actual physical PR kit with her information and her resume and got it all cute and then sent that in or I dropped it off, I can't remember. So really just, this is the job I want. How do I make this happen? What do I have to do? Mm -hmm. Get away from just applying to online job postings. Out of the chair. Yeah, I love it. This this is great, especially too, because our, our daily grinders, you know, they're the college students, the recent grad, uh, the ones that are trying to navigate, you know, do a career that they're passionate about or some something that they, they look forward to each and every day. So uh, putting yourself out there, that's so simple, but also us to action step for us, you know, after the episode to, to look ahead and not be so narrow focused. So that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of, of again, your influence in this space in general, um, you know, ten, uh, nearing, you know, the 10 year mark here, what do you still hope to accomplish in this field going forward? I want to, I would like to continue growing. I would like to reach more people. uh, And I would like to have a way for people to work with me that's really consistent and where they can, I want to have, I'm I'm dreaming up currently a new version of my group program. That's going to be a bigger year long program. That's, I want to help people have a platform and a place where they can connect with other people going through a similar process as them, as well as getting my support. Uh, so beyond just working with people one-on-one or a smaller kind of more exclusive 10 people group program, I really want something bigger where people can tap in and feel not alone in the process of getting clarity on what they want to do and also actually transitioning like actually making that happen and being able to have that support the whole time and having it be accessible, meaning like the investment is really accessible because one-on-one is a lot of money. It's a lot of my time and it's a big investment often. So what, what's the way to make that accessible and also have people feel super supported by other people just like them. That's, that's great. Yeah. Going, going big, going better. Uh, as we said on the podcast, uh, keep up the grind. That's, that's awesome to hear. <laughs> Yeah. So speaking of the podcast, uh, we're called The Daily Grind. Rebecca, what does The Daily Grind mean to you? Well, it's funny that term, when I think of it, I think of hustling. I think of working super hard. And I think there is a time and place in life for that. And I think there's time and place when you're not in that place. And for me, I go in and out of grind. So I'm in a not grind 
phase right now. Uh, but I'm just talking about this vision. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be grinding again to get there mm-hmm. and make that happen. And then I'll probably, you know, even out again mm-hmm. and I'll hustle and then I'll have periods of calm and then I'll hustle. So that's kind of for me. Yeah. What I think of with daily grind and then what it means in relation to my life and what I've seen. Yeah, that's great. We might have to incorporate a part of your definition into our, our podcast. Might, might have to rebrand in the in the new year here. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rebrand it to? The, 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 <laughs> the daily flow or something. The ebb and flow. The daily flow. <laughs> yeah. Well, what does it mean? I think you've, I'm sure you've said this before. I did listen sure. to some of your podcasts, but what does it mean for your definition yeah. remind me yeah we well we kind of incorporate like uh, all the guests that we have on the show um but yeah daily grind it's like we're working to hustle we're working towards that goal that whether it's short term or long term and being able to overcome challenges or things yes. that come across our plate uh, having the right mindset to to power through in a sense so yeah like uh, everyone mm, yeah. we, we always say like everyone's daily grind is different and the people on the show like everyone has a different definition i love always i always love hearing what people have to say so yeah, that's cool. I like that you think mentioned mindset too, mm-hmm. because that's so important. Having the mindset, working on the mindset, paying attention to the mindset, because mm-hmm. it's so easy just to focus on strategy and external and research and whatever it is that's on your to-do list. Mm-hmm. But paying attention to the mind is so powerful. Oh, 100%. All on board having that right mindset for us to, you know, have enjoy our daily grind. So... Yes. Mm-hmm. In closing here, Rebecca, we, we talked about your daily schedule. You have quite the grind going on, you know, helping people with their careers and having them, you know, get moving towards having them make feel uh, make them feel more alive again. What's on the radar, you know, later this year, closing out the 2022, looking ahead into the new year? Looking into the new year. I, she's yeah. Uh, building this new program that I want to build. That is on the agenda. That is the focus. Also, I big focus for me is to make more money and something that I haven't really been focused on for the last few years and something that I would love to double what I've been making over the last few years because I've kind of plateaued and... Um, also something that's something I love my helping my clients with too, that I notice the more I make money, the more I can help my clients make that amount of money. So when I bring myself up, I also think that is something that will help bring my clients up even more as well. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Super uplifting, inspiring others uh, on their own daily grind. Love to hear it. Uh, Becca, your story, very inspirational. Do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there or even a quote, uh, saying, mantra? Yes. Okay. I came across a quote recently and I made a note of it because this is an awesome quote that I really love, which is from Terry Trespicio. I actually don't even know how to say her name, but she has a TEDx talk called Stop Searching for Your Passion. And she says, you don't create your life first and then live it. You create it by living it, not agonizing about it. And for me, this really resonates because so often we're stuck in indecision and thinking and thinking and thinking and just not acting on anything and waiting to have hundred percent certainty on something and knowing the exact outcome. And that's going to be perfect. And we're going to love it. We're going to be happy before actually doing it. 
And that in reality, it often looks like doing a thing to find out if that is going to make us happy or happier. And then, you know, a process that continues from there. So I love that quote. Yeah, I think that quote fits perfectly with your story, what you're doing out there, uh, helping us inspire and, you know, work towards our, our goal in mind, uh, career side and even outside career, having that right mindset, like you mentioned earlier. So super inspiring. I'm I'm empowered again, you know, making those better decisions and after, after today's episode here. So, yeah, speaking after today, you know, if our listeners have questions, comments, want to get in touch with you, uh, you know, about coaching, careers, et cetera, how can they do so? The best way to get in touch with me is via Instagram. So I'm on there. Maybe you could put my handle in the show notes if that's the thing you do at Rebecca underscore Beaton. And I have a link to some free resources for people on there as well to help them get started with clarity on their dream career. Wonderful. Yeah, we'll put where to find Rebecca in today's show notes as always. Uh, Thanks again for tuning today's episode. A big thank you to Rebecca for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning into the Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and shop our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. 